Hey everybody, this your girl Donna D, aka The Urban Mommy, and I am back with another podcast. Today, this is going to be a very exciting podcast. It's kind of one that I've been waiting for for a little minute. I am joined by Miss Ashley Spontaneous, who is the fantasy lady. In fact, the last time I had a fantasy party, she was my fantasy lady. So welcome. Hey, hey y'all. Right, so just to let y'all know, this podcast is not for the kids. So if y'all have y'all kids listening, tell them go tell them go watch TV or something because this one we're gonna be strictly for the adults. So yes. I do have listeners that's in New Orleans and they all over the world. So we're gonna have some some real conversation. So to start it off, can you tell us who you are? Tell us who who Ashley is. Who is Ashley? So Ashley is a mom. She's a wife. She's a boss. Um, man. She's amazing. Put it like that. She's amazing. She's wonderful. She's a hustler. And she's a go-getter. Okay. So now let's tell them who Spontaneous is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spontaneous is my alter ego. Okay. I'm going to just put it like that. She's that B. Okay. I'm going to put it like that. She's that B. She, she's that one that walk in the room and all eyes on her. Uh, her demeanor is gonna stand out before you even actually before she even actually opens her mouth. So she means business. Good, good. Okay. So, like we say, you are a fantasy lady. So, how long have you been a fantasy lady? And what is a fantasy lady for people that don't know what that is? Okay, so it's mainly like adult novelties. So it's like toy parties, sex parties, girls' night, ladies' night, uh, couples' nights. Um, and recently I just ventured off into like, um, couple one-on-one, um, pretty much, uh, teaching women how to, um, tap into their alter ego, um, besides the party scene. So I just, um, so as far as like fantasy parties, fantasy lady, I mean, I've been in business about to be 13 years. So November of this year will be 13 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I had my last party. We did it at my house. I live on um, St. Rock, and I had the, the stripper came out. It was a long... I know you probably did so many parties, but we had a really good time that night. We had yes, a good I time. 16 parties in one month. How many? 16 in one month. Wow. It's a, it's a, it's a one. big business. Yes, it is. It is. Good. So... If you go over your last 13 years doing selling toys and doing the parties, what was probably your most famous or most popular toy? I know a lot of times people say the silver bullet, you know, that's for the old school, but now that Rose then came and took over. So which one you think is the most popular overall? I mean, for me, well, you talking about personal, right? Uh, you know, you know, like you sell, like what you sell most. Okay. So before the Rose, it was actually the bullet. So it was actually the bullet up until right before COVID. And then that's when the rolls hit. So it was like once the rolls hit, I started putting the two together where you get the rolls and the bullet together because it felt like they just go together. So um, then it came out with all different type of roses. But like my clients would say, nothing would beat the original rolls. So it really didn't matter. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> The original rose is, is, is something serious. <laughs> All right. So have you always been like so open, like sexually, like because some people are shy, like I'm probably a little shy, a little bit. So have you always been like that? Yes. I mean, um, for one point I was addicted. So that's how I really started my business based off of my childhood. And me starting having sex at such a young age. So my first sexual encounter for myself will have been age 12. So I became to be addicted at age of 13. So it just went from there. And it just kept going year after year after year. But as I'm reaching, I just made 37 and I didn't found myself. It's just been amazing. Okay. So like 12, that is a little young. I don't know. I don't know what the average age is, but can you really enjoy it at twelve? Well, clearly, because you say you were addicted. Are they your age? Were they your age? Um, most of them. Well, that's some advanced young men at twelve to know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, and that's and I can honestly say that I was um, I was advanced also because 
So mine was taken away from me, you know. Well, you know, I was molested at age of seven, so that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But I mean, you know, from seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So then when I decided to do it on my own, oh, I'm all in. I'm like, right. Come so right. Okay. All right. All right. So that was that was my question. So I guess now we could switch over into like the the sexual talk. But you know, before I go into that, I do want to talk because you said that you you gonna start doing like some one on one sessions. So what are the, what are those about? Um. So mainly, I realize that a lot of women um it all start with your mind. So a lot of my women come to me and they tell me like, oh, I can't get wet, or oh, I'm having problems in the bedroom. Like I don't want to have sex. So I feel like deep down inside as women, I feel like it goes deeper than like I just told you at 37, I'm now finally fully enjoying sex because I didn't tap into my past. I didn't tap into my trauma. I didn't heal. A lot of women are not healed based on things that happen to them. And they tend to jump in relationships and marriages and they tend to keep on bringing it over and over and over and trying to put a patch or should I say put a band-aid on a wound that's going to finally open so my job is to come in and actually talk to get down so that you have a safe space to open up and we could talk about what is bothering you in a safe space whatever it may be to get you to the next level where you can enjoy sex where you can enjoy your mate well, you can spice it up and not be thinking about some things that probably happened to you, that probably been said to you, and we can move on from there. I like that. That's that's a really good idea because it's it's neat. It's definitely needed because a lot of people deal with it. And then it's a situation that some people might be embarrassed about, so they don't talk about it. So they just kind of suffer in silence. So I like that idea. That's, that's good. A lot of, and a lot of your mates don't know. They don't even know how to deal with it. You know, a lot of mates don't know that you're dealing with dealing with so you up there like if it's all happy you smiling but behind a smile are you having a real orgasm or are you faking it right that's and you know what in addition to that because you still live in new orleans right yes i moved back to new orleans yeah oh good all right so yeah so we had a lot of people in new orleans louisiana and other places a lot of women take medication take like depression pills anxiety pills and a lot of times they have a that kind of mess up your sex drive have you ever encountered people coming to you about that well you know i was on birth control for years and it actually took a toll on my body as a whole from me having different surgeries from um side effects from the birth control and um, just being able to perform. And sometimes those things come also back again. It also starts back to mental. It goes, everything starts with your mind, everything. So I feel like, but like medicine, it do triggers and everybody's body is different. And some of us are not eating right, you know, things like that. So, yeah. Have you ever had a client that was really, really like kind of clammed up, like a little kind of scared? And have has she ever kind of broken out of that? All my clients. Really? <laughs> I mean, okay. So I really realized, like, so since I'm starting this new thing called like self care, a lot of women are afraid of self care. They're afraid to be by themselves. They're afraid to not be with someone. They're afraid to sit alone. They're afraid to sit down and, and think. So recently, <laughs> I realized that when Spontaneous first came out, everybody used to run from me. They used to run from me. They used to hide from me. They used to like, oh, uh-uh, I'm not getting that. Uh-uh, I don't need that. So they used to talk over me, to disrespect me. They used to say, oh, she the nasty lady. She did that. And then, like, once I started educating people more on it, then they was like, oh, girl, get you one of them, one of them, one of these. I need this and we need this. And then recently before I moved to Texas, I wound up getting the men on board. So then the men came my customers too to us that they was like, all right, I want to get this for my wife. I want to do this for my girl. Like the men were actually booked fantasy for for their wife, for their girlfriend, for their even their side chicks, not just the people in the uh in the household with them, but they'll do it for their outside little yeah, you know. So <laughs> Yeah. 
Okay, that's good. And look, before I forget, don't let me forget. I want to take your class, like for real, like real talk. I'm, I'm not lying. I want to take your class because I always, you know, I'm just being honest. I, I could be vulnerable on my podcast because I, I, I'm going to just do that. I kind of right. feel like a certain kind of way sometimes, you know, you, I do my thing when I, when I got to do my thing, but I feel like I could be a little bit more assertive yeah. or whatever. Like I always think, you know, I guess it's just the way that we, we've been conditioned, like men started so like if he don't start it i ain't starting it you know so i, yes. I do that but i i need to i need to stop yeah and i did my first one when i was in texas um so when i went when i was in texas i learned so much because of exposure you mm. know i able to move around more get to know people more and i went into hot i went into homes and bring my goodie bag with me and as i'm walking into the home sometimes the couples and sometimes it just the women and i'm teaching them different sex positions i'm teaching them you know um, i'm asking them questions so they had to write me down five questions so there was a couple that had to write five questions together right and if it was just me and a woman me and one woman i would have her to write down five questions and we collaborate on what it was so i was teaching her how to how to get paid i was how to ride i was teaching her how to position herself if you know, just being sexy, how to do a sexy walk. I mean, it was nice. It was amazing. But if I think if I would have never moved to Texas, I would have never discovered that side. Mm. And that's big because exposure is a lot, especially us here. I don't know if it's like that in other places, but us in New Orleans, we stuck in our ways and we just know one way and we just stay that way. But when we get out and we see like even with me doing this podcast, I'm talking to people from all over and they're teaching me stuff. I'm like, damn, I never knew that. Hey. And exposure can be great because you just it make your dream better. It makes vision. It make everything big. Like, like wow! I didn't know I can do what I can do. So it pushes you to a greater standard. Okay. All right. So before we get into the real fun stuff, I I just want to ask one question before you know we get into the other good stuff. What do you think about you know how they kind of over sexualize black? girls and black black women period so you see like a lot of stuff with like the women they can't wear certain clothes because it's revealing what do you think about that i just feel like we are natural bonds right i feel like um so when i was in texas i'm gonna go back to texas because i feel like i learned a lot i used to walk in all types when i tell you all cultures all background all income type i mean and when i would walk into the room They'll look at me and be like, oh, I wish you had your boobs. And I'd be like, this old, these old sex things. <laughs> but then I look and I observe and I just see the way that they would look at me and they'll be like, I wish I had your skin. I wish I had your hair. I wish I had this. And you know, us, when we look in the mirror, if we, that's all you've ever seen people that look like you, you like, oh, you know. But when you right. start getting out and once again, back to exposure, once you start getting out and actually start seeing other races, other cultures, and the way people do things, like, oh, I do see, like, here, like, you know, and certain we need to tone it down, we need to know when, where, and how. Mm. That leads to my next question. So, right now, like, all in the news, or uh, not the news, you know, like the hood news. Everybody talking about Suki and Sexy Red and how they kind of embarrassing for black women. Then some people say that we always had that situation because we had the Lil' Kims and the Kayas and the Trinas of the world. And then, like, I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Okay, so by me, you know, I mentor teen girls too. Okay. And, I mean, right now I'm battling with the culture because, like I said, popping over more into self-care and self-love. Well, I don't really follow second grade and, um, you know, I don't really follow the new trend, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I do it from time to time. And I'm going to say it like this. I was one of those girls that was the top when I was young, right? But I had my reasons. So I was the one out of nine. Right now, you got the 99 out of one. Mm. So, your job as a parent to make sure that you're monitoring what goes on in your You got me? Like, when I went to my son's football game, all the little girls' skirts are high, not just one. 
See, like when I was in school, I was the one with the long skirt. Now you might see one with the skirt, the rest of them have on the short skirt. Now my thing is when you come down to the parents, if you battle with that, it is hard. It's hard. But you gotta form that line of communication with your child, not actually being their friend, but actually giving them a leeway, educating them. Because my son is 17, I tell him all the time, you know if that's hot or not. And you know what I expect from And so giving your child an expectation to know like, okay, I expect this from you and I expect that, they are gonna know what to know when they go out from around you, my mama and I can sleep. That's true. That's, that's very true. And that's a real good point. What you say with the one out of 99 and the 99 out of one, that's, that's a good point because we also, face like we fighting with the culture we fighting with social media and i don't follow suki and sexy red either and i understand like what people be saying like oh we did that in the past and they did do it in the past i still think it's kind of different i think what trina and them was doing was a little different it's let me tell you something i'm a fantasy lady right and i go in and i tell people how to give head how to ride how to if, if it ain't your man it's okay to do this da, 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 right but when I listen to the lyrics, I, I can't even get through the whole song. Like even with some of our artists here in New Orleans, like I'll be like, hold up, wait a minute. And the kids go word from word. Now we do yeah. word too. But even when I mention <laughs> and they tell me, well, Coach Ash, you know, can we play this game and can we do this? And I've been like, you know, by me dealing with the adults for 13 years and swapping over to the kids, a lot of things trigger me. With mm. the kids, I'll be like, um, no, I don't think y'all can play this like that. Even though it might be kid friendly, but in my mind, I'm like, nah, not on my watch. You know, but it's certain things they so exposed to so much. Yeah. You know, with the online, in school, riding the school bus, they are exposed to so much that us can't keep control of. That's true. That 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 is so true. And with the internet makes everything so available. Like they might have had Trina and everybody else, and we probably was singing it, but we probably wasn't singing that stuff in front of our mama. True. These because children be at school singing it, and the the, the school be having the, the people at the school doing it with them. <laughs> but you know, I mean, you know, that's another subject for another day. You know, but you remember back in the days. A lot of the stuff that they put on the radio right now, we couldn't we couldn't listen to that. You know, like DJ Jubilee, he had uh back that thing up. And you used to get really back that thing up. But if you had like the tape, it'll have the back the thing up and most of the time when they came on the radio, they blooped it, they didn't say anything. Now we know exactly what they saying, how they saying it. You be like, I know the parents be pulling over like, wait, they just say that? Like, uh yeah, they did. Yep, that's true. We had censoring. Me and my cousin always go back and forth because we talk about the music and she always bring up PNC and I have PNC actually on the podcast too. So we discussed this. So it's like, once when that song's about to give me some hair on, baby, that song was out. But I know one thing, if you would have sang that song in front of your mama, you was about to get popped in your mouth. And then right after that, I remember Q93 started to where they was only playing the music at nighttime. Yeah. When we weren't supposed to be there, but like you said, nah, there's no clean version. They got the little song, the little subtweet Sean. I like his little music. It's very cute, very catchy. But I just finished. I did a video, and I had to make my video short because I, I couldn't even find 40 seconds without them saying like a real, real, real bad word that's like kind of inappropriate. And I'm like, I like the music, but y'all really gotta make some clean versions because this song, these songs are catchy and they on TikTok and they got the whole world singing it. But it's like, what y'all singing, you know? Yeah, we'll be putting out there in the universe. You know, is it is it even right? You know, like bruh. Yeah. So <laughs> all right. So now that we got the mature stuff off, let's talk about the regular sex stuff. That's all right. right, so the first thing is does size matter? The old question, does size matter? I mean, if you like a piano sashes, yes. <laughs> but if you got something that's workable, we can fix that. Right, especially if you're a woman that knows how to please yourself, also, right? And then if you have a man that's teachable and co coachable, I should say, you can always tap into some other things that's going to get you what you need, right? But the, 
some, some, what you like to say? You can't fix the Vienna. Can't fix the Vienna. <laughs> no, it's no, it's no fix. Oh, poor thing. Yeah, my friend just called me. She just had one of them little situations, and she was like, nothing, nothing, nothing was going on. Mouth wasn't working. Vienna. So I just like, what do you do in that? Like, it's a normal thing now. You know, it's a normal thing now. It's really like a lot of if you if you in this world of dating and you in this world of you know swapping up, it it is it, it's, it's it's common. Like really, <laughs> it's common. Oh so, yes. I'm so sorry to hear that. I can't believe that. Yeah, I'm happy I gotta go through it. Like I need, you know, they need a whole new bag, you know. So it is what it is. Right? Oh wow. So you remember like back in the day they used to say about the shoe size. You think that is that true? Hell no, that's not true. Like I know <laughs> I know some gigantic men like that's tall and fine and you know, they looking good and handsome, smelling good, they got the smallest dick areas. <laughs> I like to say the hand. Sometimes you can tell by the hand and like the fingers. Sometimes no. little fat fingers. No, no. not no. even that. In the head, little short fingers, and, and it was working. So, nobody. Mm. I'ma just know that. Listen, a man cannot control the size of their. I always right. tell women control the smell of ours. Yeah. The size of their. You know. Now, they do have enhancements that you can purchase that would give them to make them harder than what they actually are and to give them a little more length and to make them last longer to satisfy you. Mm. So if you run into that type of issue they have I call it surge juice but at my parties I call it big juice, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, the, the men they drink it or whatever and I mean give it about I want to say less than 20 minutes. They gonna you gonna see. It ain't no they gonna feel it. You gonna see. It's gonna go chill to chill. <laughs> Not like the chill pet. All right. So um, like so, going back to like your conversation with your trainer. So what's some of the the tips that you tell women like shy women? Because I know when when you had your parties, you kind of be looking for the little shy people in the parties. Yeah. I do. And no, and you know what, what was crazy is the loudest one in the room is normally the one that ain't doing nothing. Mm. Earned that. Yeah, as me doing these parties for 30 years, I just learned that the loudest person in the room is the one that's not doing nothing. And the one that's quiet and she ain't saying nothing, that's the one that's doing everything. Mm. So um, as far as a tip, I would give them I normally, when I do my one-on-ones, I normally bring a mirror with me. So when I bring the mirror with me, they actually get to like feel on themselves and, you know, actually like get into the sexy flow, doing the sexy walk, you know, actually getting a chance to see themselves in some of the techniques that I'm giving them. So I'm giving them different sex positions. And um, like I said, different sex positions, different techniques on how to feel on themselves. Because if you walk in a room and you can't grab your breasts in front of your man, I feel like that's odd to me. But some women really can't. They don't feel comfortable with themselves. Wow. Okay. Um, we had a conversation on Facebook. We were talking about like cheating. So do you think that, is it a lot of times when people cheat, do you think it's because of sex? No. Sex bad, I meant to say? No. Now, now, I do feel like people do tend to get comfortable. Mm -hmm. I feel like people tend to um, make, the, make their priorities more of work, kids, family, outsiders, like, you know, their outside lives versus what's going on in the house. I always tell people to try to always go back to the honeymoon phase. What got you with that person? What, what would you do if I was a new woman? What would I do if you was a new man? We might have been together for a while, but sometimes we need to take a step back and pull back. Like, if they go get somebody else, then you're going to go back to doing the things that you was doing beforehand that you should have been already doing. Do you know how many women will come to me and buy stuff for a new man than to buy stuff for the man that they was with or the husband that they were with? Really? They would call me and be like, hey, spontaneous. I'm like, hey, girl. They're like, girl, I got a new man and I need some stuff. 
Now you've been with your husband for 12 years. I've been doing this 13 years and you ain't never bought nothing from me, right? But now you're with a new man and you feel like you got eating everything. But what if you would have had just took a step back and did everything that you're doing with this new man with the man that you already have? Right? That's wild. <laughs> and why you think that why do you think that's a thing? What getting stuff for the new man? As opposed to the old one. Cause they feel like it's new and they wanna try new things with new people. The thing about it is, like I said, it didn't got comfortable with what they already had instead of just fixing it. That's why marriages are no longer working. That's why relationships are no longer lasting because they don't want to put the work in. They want the honeymoon stage to just stay there. But sometimes it's one person working to keep it fresh and the other person not. So some people fall so far apart so where they don't know how to get back to where they at. Mm. Wow. So do you think that that all men cheat. Well, I won't say all. A majority. You sure you want to answer that? I mean, that's just like, all right. So it, it goes both ways. It ain't, I, I know some females out there that's, that's, that's cutting up, okay? Now, as far as the men, men didn't have their time to do what they wanted to do, right? But now it's the women's, right? Right. But it is a drought on men right now. So an average rate for a man, I'm say, is I'm a, I, I want to say five to one. A man can have up to five women. Some of them cool with it, some of them not, and he can still get his cake and eat it too. And I know some people are gonna beat me up for this, but it's the truth. I know some women that will come to me and buy stuff and be like. Well, I wonder who man I'm using this on tonight. And I'll be like, girl, you know, I'm my business. I'm not right. me. You know, they ain't my business. So um yeah, that they will have different men for different things. And right now the side woman is getting more than the main woman. Mm. <laughs> and see, that was gonna be not the side part, but the what you said at first with the women, the, the switch, because that was gonna be one of my questions. So the one question I always ask is, do you think all men cheat? And then I asked, well, I was gonna ask you, with the, the new generation, the way things are now, women have taken over the roles of men. So like women, they not, the women these days, they not taking what our grandmothers took 50 years ago. These women these days, like, I bet. And then they moving on and they gonna jump on another one, you know? So that's that's kind of where that question was coming from. Like, do so do you feel that most men cheat and do you feel that, you know, the women are switching it up? Okay, so I feel like the younger generation, like our age, I owe you this, but I'm 30. So I feel like that's our age, they're not taking no role, right? But I also feel sorry for the older women. So that's like in the 50s and above, because they're finally learning it. They finally learning because they've been in a, the same relationship for a long time because that's what they was used to being in that marriage for 25 and 30 years and accepting whatever they're going to accept. See, mm-hmm. uh, in the new age range, 37, 30, 40, we ain't having it. If you ain't making me happy, you ain't meeting me where I need to chat, if you cheat on me, anything, you you gone. Like, you know, and I know I know I'm not the only one that's up here to say that because I know a lot of women that's not putting up with nothing. But then again, I got my older clients that's just starting to come around. So they, I call them like the baby bloomers because they get to the front, but they still trying to like, damn, they old and dumb. But it is what it is. So if you were cheated on, would you want to know with who? Would you want to know any details? Or would it matter? I don't care. Because I feel like at the end of the day, if I catch you, who's to say you're going to stop? So if I put my foot down and say, oh, well, if, you, if I caught you cheating and you cheat with her and I tell you, oh, that got to stop. Who's to say that you could just cut that off? Right? You might not talk to her for the next month or so, but eventually y'all gonna run into each other. Right. Who's to say that during the time that y'all was together, y'all didn't create chemistry together? And that's what women have to stop is that when you catch a man cheating, you want to cut off right then and there. Some people can't stop where they at. 
because it was it was building something. I had a lady on here. She's a life coach. She's a relationship coach, and you gotta listen to her her, her thoughts on cheating. But on um, one of them, she said that if he cheating, she gonna have he gonna she gonna make him call a girl and say, "Tell her I made a mistake. I'm coming home. It's over." She gonna make him call on the phone. Now let me tell you something too, because I was in a three way love affair for some years, mm-hmm. and the thing about it was I knew about the other woman and she knew about it, but we didn't live in the same state, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like a more of a high versus anything. So it really didn't have nothing to do with the main. It had something to do with us being in competition with each other. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like she would dress up, I would dress up. I mean, like, it was like we was, was young. Now, excuse me, y'all. I was young and I was dumb as a kid. So I'm putting it out there. But it was fun. It was it was high. It was fun. So now we have to think about that too. When we think about men cheating is that. Women on the other side are actually not given the care if you have a lady or you have a So when you have a woman, let a woman call my I'm going to be like, okay, I ain't. <laughs> right. Right. That's true. So I guess I know the answer, but is cheating a deal breaker? It depends. It depends because the reason why it depends if the man is a good man. You see what I'm saying? Is is he I'ma say 75% of that man that you're looking for. And that's hard to come by, right? It is. If y'all could talk about it and work it out, then yeah. But if not, I mean, I know some women say, oh no, yeah, it's a deal breaker. But they still be there. They still be going back and forth. They still be, you know, dibbing and dabbing. Why leave the main position to go and play opposition to the same main? That don't make sense. Yeah, that 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 really don't. Like, how you go from main chick to side chick with, your, with the same dude? That's crazy. Well, some wives that then left their husband for cheating and actually go back and play with their husband after. Like, you done got a divorce and you done get all this to go and be his side chick? I would have just saved the wife if that was the case. Right. That's, that is crazy. So, let's talk on side chicks. What, what's, what's, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, they winning. I mean, we might look at it like, oh, they down bad, they this and that, but at the end of the day, they win. You know, because... They don't have to do the extra stuff that we have to do as the wife. They don't have to do the extra stuff that we have to do as the girlfriend. They don't have the responsibility of the man to deal with him mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. You see what I'm saying? As a woman and that's your man, you got to do all of that. But as a side chick, she only got to fill that void. She only got to fill in that spot. And you got to think about it. If she willing to get into that spot while you got all of this spot, and as long as he gonna do it, he gonna do it, and she gonna do it. That's true. That's true. So, if you weren't married right now, do you think you you could be a side chick? Because there's a criteria. Like you don't you. I don't know if you know, but there's a criteria to be a side chick. It's certain things you have to have to be a side chick. I think. You believe so? No. Let me tell you. So here's my thing. So in order to be a side chick, a successful side chick, you have to play your role. That so, is. A lot of women, see, a lot of women these days want to be a side chick, but they're not built for that. So you want to go knock on his wife's door, you want to go to his his house, you want to do all that kind of stuff. That's not what side chicks do. You got to play your role. So a lot of people, they they might not act like it, but they really want to be that girl, but they're not. So they just take the side chick and then they, you know, act like a, you know, they bitch the whole time. You can't do that. That's true, but men doing that too. So back in the days, men was good with men decide nigga or whatever like that but now men are actually doing the exact same thing that women right. are, you know so they, they say oh we gonna be cool we got the boundary well it ain't no strings attached we gonna do what we do and then after a while they start getting crazy you right and you look let me tell you something it's funny because I always I was, I'm always too scared to cheat I said I'm not gonna cheat and especially these days because these little dudes so weak 
and they talk like women. They'll be telling all your business, recording phone calls, sending screenshots. Like y'all do what women do. Right. That's why I just it's hard. Like if you know you did want you know step out, it's hard to step out because you don't know what type of person. Like my my cousin, she got a crazy dude. He like really like low, low key stuff. He really went to her house and bust the the windows and all kind of crazy stuff. Go to the her husband um job and do all kinds of stuff. So it's like, what's wrong with y'all? And see, that's why I cheated. Like, I don't, and out of all my relationships, I never cheated. I never cheated. And I can say that because a lot of the, I've seen a lot growing up, you mm-hmm. know, my aunts and my mom and everything. So I've always been like the one woman man, you know, like, you know, and if I was to do something, we not together. Like, we separated on what right. they be, right? And I would do my thing like on them terms. But if we in a relationship or we married at that particular time, it's a no-go. Because what happened was I had some customers that came to me one day for telling me they horrible how they were cheating. And the man locked them in a the house. Like literally locked them in a the house and she couldn't get out. Her husband called him and the man took her phone. He had, like two days later and I mean it was bad. And I was like Deal with all that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just they make it look fun on TV, but I'm like, I just don't think I'm ready for that. Huh. No way, no way. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And like the other side, I had one of my friends on here. We was talking about cheating. The other side of well, let me ask you this before I say that: Have you ever been cheated on? I just told you I was in a three-way love Well, that don't count because y'all knew. Because. A person gonna tell you what you want to hear at that particular time. Okay. Not saying that I have all the details, but all I can believe is what you're telling me. And I got so you. What's done in the dog gonna come to the light, right? And it took almost what ten years later to actually find out the truth. Okay. Oh, so it wasn't like an open relationship. He was just cheating, and you just knew about it. And I, 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 I ain't really know all the details. Like I said, the girl didn't live here, so at the end of the gotcha. day. Don't know all the details. She was mm-hmm. like, that she don't tell her, you know, you wouldn't never do nothing. She don't play the social media games and all that. Like she, you would never know anything about her. So everything was like low key on that side. And then, you know me, I'm posting everything. I got, mm-hmm. I'm here, I'm there. We this and that and third, you know. So it was it. right. So I've been cheating on her, you know, a couple of times. So when you've been cheated on, like, you know, back in the past, that didn't, like, affect you mentally going into another relationship? No, because, okay, so it didn't affect me going into another relationship because I prayed for the man who I'm with now. So by me praying for this man, it was like he was sent to me to feel everything that what was going on with me at that particular time. So everything, pick me up at my lowest. Like, pick me up, you know, hug me, comfort me, you know, but when he really realized how broken I was from young until now, now it all makes sense. Mm. But then again, I got back to trauma. Trauma from past, whether it's abuse, mentally, physically, emotionally, molested, you know, something from your parents, whatever it may be. From then until now, you have to um, heal from it. You got to isolate yourself. And that's the thing is a lot of women don't know how to separate themselves from the man. Because even with me being married, um, I had there was a time when I got to Houston and my family was in one part of the house and I was in a whole other part of the house. But God had then isolated me from them and put me by myself to get over the cheating, to get over the and to get over the the the, the uh, abuse, to get over. Everything. I was going. I had to be isolated to heal from that. And then when I came out to my family, they could see my light shining. Like, dang, she she a whole And so many people don't know how to tap into that. So that's that. So do you think they have to do therapy? Is that something that they should do? They don't have to do therapy, but you need support. You need support. I feel like you need support and you need prayer. You need prayer. You need to get with God. You need to 
sit down and actually figure out what's your relationship with God and also learning yourself at the same time while you're here. Right. But we all different. We all are not the same. We all not going to heal the same way. We all not going to take things the same. That's why when you say, oh, I'm a coach, you can't coach everybody because everybody not for you. Right. That's true. That that is true. So I guess I lost my train of thought, but I was thinking back to the to the the cheating situation. So that's I think that's one of my issues was that instead of me just kind of wiping it off like whatever, I kind of internalized it and then I I put it to myself and made it like it was something I was doing like oh I'm not doing this and then you know what you know what that did that affected me mentally so then like even like sexually I would just I wouldn't even feel like I was you know like you know I would feel bad even though it's probably not the case but in my mind that's that's what the, that's what it is right right because you're carrying that bag you got this bag over here this bag over here and you're trying to show up it's heavy on you it's heavy walking into that and then it's not fair to that person who you going in a relationship with because you didn't carry all this burden from all this all these old relationships all this old hurt all this old pain all these old arguments you bring it on this person this person ain't got nothing to do with that they probably don't even know what happened because you probably didn't even open up to tell them what happened to you so now they trying to figure out hey are you okay are you all right the thing about it is do you love you right i love you if you don't love you but in some cases that that hurt or that trauma might have come from that person like let's say you got that seven that, that person that got that 75 percent. he's a good man i say he's a good man savannah he's a good man you feel like he got a lot of potential but he did have a little mess up a little hiccup or two or three he hiccup a little bit you know what i'm saying so when you when you try to be with them it's hard to be with them because for one you're like am i even e- even enough for you right so it's harder when you're dealing with the person that's, that actually did the trauma to you all right so look at this what this is a mirror right so if i take this mirror right and i and i break it right this is your trust can you ever repair this 100%? No. And normal time, if you're going to pick up the pieces, what's going to happen? You're going to do what? Cut yourself. Right. So what I would do is instead of me trying to fix it all the way, I would try, try to find the biggest piece that's in there. And that's what I will work with. Mm. Until I find something else to look into or... Um, you know, just try to get the biggest piece that's broken on the floor and try to resurface that piece so you can kind of like rekindle from that. Because right. you gotta go backwards to figure out why or why I'm still holding on. What, but you know, what the word that I, I hate the most is you insecure. Oh, I hate that word. I hate for somebody to use that word to me. Don't, don't tell me that. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if I'm insecure, it's because of something that you did to me to make me get this way. And obviously, you keep doing it to trigger me to have me keep thinking that you're insecure, that I'm insecure on what you're doing because you you giving me the same behavior, you giving me the same action that you gave me when you bought this insecurity on me because you did this to me. I didn't come in here with this insecurity. Now, some women. We do go in with insecurity, okay? But then some of us, they give us the insecurity to be like, wait, stop this, this, this old behavior. You got a track record or however it may be. You should, you got me? So yeah, but performing in the bed, I know some wives, whew, this is another subject. I know some wives that are willing to accept the husband cheating and a woman that called their phone, the woman then showed up at the house. The woman, they know who the woman is, but they refuse to let go. So my thing was, how are you still sleeping with this person? I understand that's your husband. But my thing was, how are you still sleeping with this person knowing that this person is out here willingly, right? And I know I just said I was in a three-way love affair, but I didn't find out until the end of it that it really was going on, on right? 
because sometimes I would see her and sometimes I wasn't. But then again, that was like a baby mama. So at the end of the day, it's not like you can pull them two separate from apart because they got a child, right? So in rea in reality, most women gonna believe what the man say when you say you're not messing with your baby mama. I'm gonna believe you because I know that you gotta go see your child. But I'm not thinking that every time you go see your child, you a baby. Like, that makes sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does. And a lot of times, women, they stay in those relationships because they're comfortable and they don't want to start over. We have that conversation a lot of times on here. Like, people don't want to start over, so they stay in relationships that they know they know better that they shouldn't be in. Like, there's no reason for you to be in a relationship with somebody who continue to cheat on you. And that's what my new session is about. So my new session is called Self-Care and Fantasy. So with the self-care session, it's mainly like I'm helping you find your peace. I'm helping you look in the mirror. I'm helping you um, say your affirmations. I'm helping you speak life over yourself. Like I'm helping you dig within. I haven't had a session where I could like fully do the full self-care because I have so much stuff that I created with just the self-care part alone. And I'm like, boy, when they let me walk into this next destiny with this without the fantasy, because sex gonna always come up. It don't matter where you at, even with the teens. I don't think I'll never get away from the sex 100, but at the same time, self-care is more important because eventually you're gonna ask me questions about your sex life. Regardless of if it's self-care, fantasy, whatever it may be, you still gonna ask me questions. But it's a lot. It, it definitely is. So, And when you were talking about you need support, Support and understanding from a, from your spouse is also important as well because a lot of men, and it could just be the per, the man not not right for you because like you say they like to say oh you insecure. Some men, it's like they don't try to understand what you have going on. They just automatically assume oh you don't like you you're not like this or you're not like that. You're not affectionate and you know different stuff like that. But they don't understand why you know. I feel like a lot of men dealing with their own insecurities, they're dealing with their own egos, they're dealing with their own problems. They're dealing with, um, they, they didn't have the mind that was there for them to teach them, to guide them, love them. You know how many parents don't tell their kids they love them. You know how many parents don't show up. And I'm talking about our parents too, not just the parents today. I'm talking about right. our parents too, you know. But what I realized that you can't blame your parents though. Right, no. you can't blame your parents. You have to, cause they didn't get what they needed as growing up, so they don't have to give you what they had. Right? So, um, and a lot of men right now that's upper age, they didn't get the love and affection and things like that. They was always taught to be tough and listen, mm -hmm. and they're looking for us to be submissive. And I'm like, uh, -uh. like, uh -huh. you gotta give me something to be submissive too. <laughs> Not just that, I just feel like we equal. Like, you know, this this ain't grum on them days. Like, when we out here hustling, we out here working, we out here getting the bag too, just like you getting the bag. Right. Yeah, I'm, one day you gonna cook one day. I'm gonna wash day, you gonna wash day. I'm gonna do a laundry, you gonna do a laundry. Like, you know, it ain't no how my mama and them used to do when the whole house be clean and, you know, the man come home and dinner cook. You know, he bring home food, check and all that type of stuff. Like, we ain't even those days, those days no more, right? Right. But they have some women that are still living in that. But guess what? Normal time if a man out there working like that and you at home like that, oh, he got something else out there in the street. And I'm sorry to say it, but yeah. Yeah. Because, and then, you know what? A lot of them, they want you to be like, like mom and all that kind of stuff. I've had this situation before. They want you to stay home. They want you to cook and clean and do all of the stuff that women do. Well, you're and then do all that when it when they walk in the door you're supposed to jump on them and rub them and all that kind of stuff but they're not dropping off their whole check <laughs> so i'm like listen baby you you can't have it both ways either we're gonna do this 50 50 thing or we're gonna do 100 100 you do 100 and i'm gonna do 100 because you can't want me to cook clean and everything i feel like going into any relationship you're supposed to bring 100 yeah because if if i'm up here you up here and all of a sudden somebody or something dropped me down to 50, even if I give you 25, we gonna be even as 25. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? We gonna still balance it out at 75 because we came in it knowing who we was. We came in it with just bringing it all to the table. Mm -hmm. 
and kind of like kind of I guess this goes back to what you were saying about what people they have issues from their past I noticed that a lot of relationships are not going the way it should go for one it seems like men don't even want to be in relationships anymore but I think they have a lot of mommy issues and they, that they don't want to address women have been talking about daddy issues for a while now for a couple of decades but men that's something new that I have I've never heard it before 2000 of mommy issues but mommy issues is big I never realized how many men hate their mama because it, it shows because they are so disrespectful towards women the stuff they say or I don't trust these hoes and all that and like well, like my son my son is 17 now and mm-hmm. uh, home and, he have and his homeboy told him like man I hate going home because every time I go home my mama have a different man there. Mm. Always a different from my house. And my son said, he came home and he was like, well, man, he was like, I'm talking to my homeboy. He telling me this. And he like, man, out of my whole life, I've been here 17 years. He said, I say, like, I only seen like three men in your life, you know, within seven years. Mm-hmm. He was like, and oh, my daddy was one of them. Like that. He said, I probably see you with my daddy, but I know that you and my daddy were together because you had to make me. But mm-hmm. physically, I only man he was like oh boy tell me there's a different man in his house like every other day our children are looking at us they are watching and that causes trauma so when your child look at you got an attitude it's because she sees you doing certain things and you tell her what not to do he's looking at you doing and right. he doing that's true and so do you think that it's better it's kind of hard to make them kind of statements, but do you think it's better to find a, a guy who come from, same thing with a woman, a, a man that comes from a husband and wife or somebody that comes from a single parent? You think that make a difference? No, that's just like you telling me, um, that's just like you telling me, oh, my kid was raised X, Y, Z way and he go out here and do whatever the hell he want to do because I raised him right, but he out here doing X, Y, Z. You can't put that on the household. Right. Because it's going to come from outside, right? Like my son said, he don't want no, but he been raised in a parent home pretty much his whole life. But mm. he don't want a girl. It took one girl to cheat on him, and he like, look, I ain't having it. Yeah, we had that conversation on Facebook. Women have been dealing with men messing over them for ever, always, and we always got to take it to the chin, and we got to move on. But a man could have one woman mess over them and they are done for life. Like, you see a man that's been married and divorced, I'm never getting married again. But a woman will get married and divorced and, you know, still be looking to get married again. Men, they, they can't take it. It's this, this diff- They're different. Yeah, they're different. It's, it's like, it's, it's rooted different. It's like, it's a, you got you to think about it too. It's a pride thing too. Like, it's a pride mm-hmm. thing for the man. Like, you know, like, even when I would do my Q&As with the um, so I, I was doing a couple event, right? And one of the questions was, "What's like the cutoff point? Of, like, what is what is something that you like know it ain't gonna happen? I don't wanna deal with this person no more because of this outcome of cheating." So I think some of the answers was, so somebody had a baby on them, whether it was a man or the woman, or the outside of it, right? So those were like the main two things. That people was like they want to take that person back from. Wait, wait, wait I, I couldn't hear the second one. The first one was having a baby. What's the second one? STD. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the two things I could really understand too. Like, you STD, I don't want to mess with you, right? Or right. if you have a, I don't want to mess with you neither. Yeah, the the, the baby <laughs> when I that's a that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Especially as being a woman dealing with a male and then the woman getting child support and all this and all that, like I feel like mm, right? right. Yeah, that, that that one is a little hard dealing with a baby. I don't I don't I know I know a lot of people I have a lot of friends who, who deal with it, but I mean it's different because they probably married, so they don't you know they don't wanna but knowing me, I'm I don't know. I, I just don't think I could do with the kid. I can't do the kid. Or the S T D either, but I definitely can't do the kid. I'm I'm not gonna be able to do it. I don't know. Not, not gonna be to do it. Um, it is hard. I know a lot of people like to say it was a break baby, like Dwayne Wade got the break baby. Mm-mm. A lot of people. I guess it's. I mean, okay. So 
Another reason why I want to step down from like the toys and stuff like that is because it's so many different sexualities, right? And you can't keep up to them, okay? And it's like, I was rooted, well, I've been in business for 13. Well, you know, maybe you had um, the male on male, maybe you had the woman on woman, and maybe you had the male and woman. I mean, male and a, yeah, male and a woman. So now it's like all different types of names. Yeah. And I'm like, keep up. You know what I'm saying? And like I say, if you can focus on a person mental stimulations first, when I come to you, I'm already mentally available for you to have sex with me. And when somebody is there mentally, they can please you because they mentally, they're not worrying about the bills and the children and the job and the business and the family members and what's going on in the bed. You know, they're not worrying about it because normal time when you lay out in the bed as a woman, we don't have a cutoff switch to where we can be like, okay, I'm not worrying about the kids. I'm not worrying about tomorrow. I'm not, we don't have a cutoff switch. So normal time, once you have that moment and you have sex, once that moment is over, life go right back. But you gotta go cook. You gotta go get out of the bed. You gotta go clean up. You gotta go get the business. Also, it's back to reality. Very true. So, I'm trying to think. Okay, yeah, we have 56, so it's about to be close to the end. But I do want to say I appreciate you for coming on. I know we're going to do another one because once I put the video out, everybody going to want to have questions and they're going to want to talk. So I want to thank you. You're the, you're the first fantasy lady that I said I think I, I came to. So my other friends, if don't, please don't get mad. This is the first fantasy lady that I um, actually went to a party with. And um, you were real good. So when I saw you on the page, I didn't even know you were on. I said, oh, wow, the fantasy lady on here. So um, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to ask her. But I do appreciate you for coming on. And like I said, I'm really going to reach out to you in real like real life. Because I do want to yeah. I want to fix myself. Um, yeah, that's what I'm mad with. And I'm mad with, like I said, when um, just, I just, I'm creating something that is like a healing, but fun at the same time. Right. You're still step, stepping into your alter ego, building your sexual side. But I'm really mainly focused on mental. Yeah, because that's big. Because that, for me, that's all it is. It's mental because, you know how, how they say you feel played, bust ahead. When I feel played, I just keep feeling played. So, like, in my head, I might be thinking about that's him. But then all I could think of oh. is, that bitch, he was fucking his, you know, you know, I can't stop. That's not, that's not healthy for you. It's not. It's that's not. Healthy. Yeah, I, I, I flip out. I even, like and not answer the phone, I will literally call him about a hundred times, and I'm not saying I'm literally calling. What you I didn't doing? been there. I didn't been. We we all have been there, and that's why I like to start a support group and get women together more often in this business. You know, where we could come together and talk and get to know one another, realize that we are better together. You ain't no different. Than me and I ain't no different than you. And my situation might can help you, and your situation might can help her. And we get together as sisterhood, not as like a gang, not as a club, but just some people just right. get together to have normal women conversations. Yeah, we got to take our power back because in the last 20 years or so, we kind of lost it. Women used to kind of run things, but we kind of lost it because, you know, we, we we stopped being together. We started going against each other, you know, mad at each other instead of mad at the person. Especially here in this city, especially it, here. Oh, definitely, especially here. Definitely, definitely. I did not I'm back here at all like I was like no I don't want to go back to the world <laughs> yeah I feel you I definitely feel you on that um but I do have a question that I do like to ask everybody you may know may or may not know but my question is if you could go back in time and talk to 17 year old Ashley so think about when you were 17 and you could give yourself some advice for life what would you tell her um just pretty much like explore like the family that you come from don't define you right so whether your family good bad in the middle medium whatever it may be don't let them define who you are so if your family they cuss a lot you don't have to cuss a lot if your family they ghetto they this they that situation maybe you don't have to be that particular person get out Go visit other cities, other states. Uh, get out and, and meet new people. Get out and learn new languages, study new things, research to better yourself because you don't have to be confined by who raised you 
or what household you grew in, grew up in, or what school you went to. Just try to get out and see more out there. Cause once again, we go back to what exposure. The more you expose to, the more you can grow. That's real. Okay, let people know how they could follow you and how they could catch up on these classes and how whatever. Just let them know how they could follow you. Okay, so you can follow me on Ash on IG at Ash um, you can follow my team page at hope.beready on Instagram. And on Facebook, I am actually spontaneous fantasy lady Scott. I don't know how, how Facebook is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I'll make sure I try to put those in the description too so that they can follow you because what you have to offer is really good. So it's it's a lot more than just being a fantasy lady. And I didn't even know about the team thing. That's that's really big and I commend you for that. That's that's really nice. So it's, it's she's way more than just a fantasy lady. Like I'm telling you, and the, they always tell you, even with marketing, when you have a business, you want everybody to come to you, right? For something. So right. the, when I thought about, wait, I want to have a conversation about you. Was the first person I thought of, and then like I said, the Lord put you there because you responded on a post, and I said, oh wow, so that's yes. big. So again, thank, thank you. you for coming. This was a good conversation. I won't have another one soon. Like I said, I'm going to inbox you about those classes. So thank y'all for all of the viewers and the listeners for staying with us. I know it was easy to stay because that was a good conversation and it, we went over but I like the, I like the ones that's long like this because that means we're having a real good conversation. So yes, again, yes. if you having issues, don't feel like don't feel bad. Don't try to keep carrying on baggage. Try to get some help. Seek some help. Seek Talk to somebody. You know, we live in 2023 now, so you don't have to be in the city. So if you live in somewhere else and you want to help, talk to Ashley because she can help you. She can do virtual consultations. I don't, I don't know, but I'm sure she can. Yes. Yes, she can do virtual. So, y'all, we got to reach out because my whole podcast is about making yourself better and, like, leveling up. We all have issues, and I'm using myself. I'm being vulnerable and using my own personal experiences to help other people. And this is one of my experiences. It would, it would be sexual. I was never like this before, but I am like this now because all that hurt and trauma, it just keep building up and building up and building up. And then I'm here. So I'm glad I am, and I'm glad you are. And I'm glad y'all stayed to the end. And if the law say the same, I will see y'all next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.